She's the urban blonde who not only fights for our animals and runs Tula Tula, but she inspires with her beautiful stories. One such story comes from her book, An Elephant in My Kitchen, what the herd taught me about love, courage, and survival. On the line, Francois, Melby, Anthony. Hi, hi, Shani. How, How are, are you? you? I'm very well, thank you, and yourself? I'm doing very, very, very well. Thank you so much for putting time aside to talk to me about, well, just about everything. Yes, 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 about elephants and about the bush and about anything uh, you want. <laughs> now, you've been a city girl for most of your life. So, how did you end up becoming such a fighter for wildlife? Well, uh, when I wrapped, uh, my little husband Lawrence and myself, uh, we started to let you know, 20 years ago. And uh, for me, a city girl, as you say, it was uh, a cultural shock for me when I arrived at, uh, in the middle of the bush. You know, <laughs> uh, when Lawrence told me we're going to go and and uh, live in the middle of the bush in Zululand uh, to work for a big conservation um, project, um, you know, a real haven for animals, I, I, I honestly didn't have a clue what he was talking about. But <laughs> I thought, you know, why not? Let's go for an adventure. And... Uh, you know, and here I am 20 years later with a little bit more knowledge, but in those days I really had no knowledge about the bush. You know, we, we lived for, for about 10 years in Durban with Lawrence and uh, we didn't go to the bush a lot. So uh, I was not really accustomed to <laughs> to, to wildlife to, and to work conservation, even that, you know, I didn't have much understanding about that. So uh, if you can see, I had to, a lot to learn. So, do you, do you think that you know a lot more now than you did back then? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> since I knew nothing, I mean, I know a little <laughs> bit more now, yeah. Yeah, but above all, since, since Lawrence passed away seven years ago, that is what I describe in my mm. book and all the, so the, the, the heavy learning I had to do because, um, I mean, I, when Lawrence passed away, he was the one dealing with all the animals, with the game, with, with the, the maintenance, the security, the anti-poaching, uh, you know, all this, and uh, I had no, uh, I had very little knowledge of that. Mm. You see, I was dealing with the lodges, uh, the marketing, the, 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 the economic reality of uh, running the game reserve. Uh, Lawrence was more into uh, the other side, and when he passed away, uh, it all landed on my shoulders, you see, because uh, with little knowledge, but uh, the luck I had is to be surrounded with people um, like my game rangers and mm. uh, on my team at Ula Dula, uh, we were all very knowledgeable and it helped me a lot. Now, be because you are a very big team and running a reserve, it's, it's quite a demanding job. Do people underestimate your abilities to run your reserve because you're a woman? Yeah, at first, yes. As here, yeah, absolutely, seven years ago, yes. Because I was a woman. And because I'm a foreigner as well, you know. Mm. As a foreigner, what did I know? You know, I've come from Paris. Uh, you know, I, I think that a lot of people thought it was impossible uh, that I would never uh, uh, be able to, to, to run the game reserve. Uh, but you know, what, what they underestimate is that everyone has got the ability to learn. And if you really put your mind into something, and when necessity strikes, uh, well, you have to do what you have to do. Uh, I, 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 there was no way uh, I could uh, leave uh, mm. Tula you know, with all the animals, the people, uh, they're always seeing people and animals at the same time. So, uh, you know, I had to learn. And uh, 
and understand it. I, I read, I observed, I listened to the people who knew more than me. And, uh, and slowly and surely, uh, you know, uh, when we took decisions as well at Tulatula, we took them all together as a team. All the conservation projects are done all together. So, yeah, so, but uh, I, to answer your question, yes, as a woman and as a foreigner, yeah, I was not really taken very seriously at the beginning, mm. that was seven years ago, yes. But do you find things have changed a lot now? Yeah, I think that, uh, well, you know, you reduce people by their uh, results. And uh, I think the past seven years, we've uh, we've done quite a lot, you know, uh, in terms of conservation, um, on the security and anti-poaching side. And uh, we're working on the expansion of the habitat for the elephants as um, we need to extend uh, further to 3,000 uh, hectares. Um, we busy working at, uh, uh, as well at the introduction of cheetahs. Uh, we made a, um, what else? Oh yeah, we created a volunteers academy, uh, which is an education center um, for people from all around the world, which is well for South African uh, people from all age. Uh, maximum of eight uh, volunteers can come at the same time for a duration of uh, from three days to three weeks or a month and um, it is extremely successful you know it's all about uh, education about mm. uh, nature and wildlife conservation so they work a little bit and then they get uh, educated about uh, uh, survival in the bush about um, animals behavior and they get to meet the elephants of course and our rhinos and the money they pay all go back to conservation it's part of the uh, the south african conservation fund which is our uh, the registered non-profit organization of tula tula that i created a few years ago so you see it's all like a way to give back to conservation at the same time oh so it's it's a very 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 good thing now yes it's very popular yeah. <laughs> because education is really conservation yes now your book an elephant in my kitchen is such an inspirational story but is there any part of the book that you would describe as your favorite oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know what I think the last chapter uh, the last chapter which is really uh, um, uh, a bit of insight uh, which it's very positive because the book uh, has got some very emotional moments, um, some tragedies, but some very successful rescues as well. So it's got a lot of uh, emotional, it's like an emotional roller coaster, you know. Um, that's what a lot of readers tell me that it's, it's very emotional. But I, I like the end uh, because it just summarizes a little bit mm. all what. Uh, I, I went through um, and it just showed that um, you must never stop learning in life uh, that you must believe in the impossible and that you must never give up I think that's the whole philosophy of the book it's all about that and I think it makes a very happy ending to the book as well uh, that's what I, li I, li I like the, the last chapter is always very emotional for me every time I read it um, I think it's quite strong you know emotionally yeah. Now, conservation is a very important thing, especially in our day and age, but how can I and every other 21-year-old student out there help to fight the fight? Well, you know, there's, there are many ways to, 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 to fight the fight. Um, 
not to, 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 to belong to organization uh, um, which uh, uh, animal welfare organization there are a lot mm. uh, and, and there are some you know who take care of animals all around the world uh, like four posts for example which does an amazing work uh, for uh, um, a lot of animals coming out of zoos or uh, circuses they've got a place actually in South Africa called Lion's Rock uh, which rescues all the big cats from mm. uh, zoos from Eastern Europe a uh, big organization is with white aids as well which helps with rhinos in China uh, using celebrities to um, um, expose uh, the reality of rhino poaching to the Chinese market um, because a lot, as you know, 70% of the Chinese don't know that uh, the rhinos, are, the elephants have got to be killed oh. uh, to use their tusk and uh, so there's a lot of education to do. Mm. Um, uh, so belonging to this organization to, to organize petitions as well, to, to, to spread awareness as well. I think the, the world needs to know uh, more and more at international level with the communication uh, tools that we've got nowadays. Um, you know, we've got all the social media to spread mm -hmm. awareness about what's happening uh, to the African wildlife. And uh, that in 20 years time, there won't be any more if it carries on like this, if the poaching carries on like that, just because of cer certain beliefs uh, mm -hmm. or traditions. And this is what uh, spreading awareness is a very important tool that young people can do. Because uh, what you must understand is for future generations, which you belong to, that it's important. Mm. It's quite shocking to actually hear that even in today's life, people still believe that poaching and all of that can help them, but it really doesn't. It's quite shocking. Yeah, it is shocking, but it's, you see, that's why education is so important. Now, um, this yeah. job is quite demanding, so how do you motivate yourself to keep on going? Well, I motivate myself by getting up every morning and doing what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like I see in my book. You know, it's, you know, you get driven by passion. Uh, mm -hmm. It's as simple as this. You get driven by passion and uh, you surround yourself with people who share the same passion and vision as you and this is what's important oh. now what women inspire you what what sorry oh sorry what women inspire you what women inspire me yes uh, well all the you know there are a lot of women who do amazing work like mm. I mean like um, can't remember there's uh, that lady from Kenya. Uh, I've just read her book, actually, uh, Daphne Sheldrick. Uh, a woman like that, she had an amazing mm. life. She, uh, she, she did an amazing work. It's my dream, my dream maybe to be like her one day. Um, Daphne Sheldrick from Kenya. Um, that lady as well, who deal with gorillas as well. I mean, there, there, there are amazing women working in, in, in animal welfare. Mm. And, um, I've got a great admiration for all of them. Oh. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice? Yes. Oh, the best advice, the best advice. Oh, the best advice. Oh, this is a tough question. <laughs> the best advice is... Uh, do not give up, maybe. Oh, I think so. Not to give up. 
Well, that is very good advice, no matter which way it comes from. Now, if you could say anything to 16-year-old Francois, what would it be? To 16 years old, well, I would say exactly what uh, I see at the end of my book, which is uh, in life, every, every adversity, challenge, mm -hmm. difficulties, obstacles that you can meet in your life, uh, you must take it on a positive manner. Mm -hmm. um, adversity, challenges, obstacles are good. They're good because they open the road to new opportunities. You must never take it as a failure. Failures are good because you need failures to succeed. Um, you must never lose hope and always move on once the difficulties have been overcome. You see, I think it's very important. It brings mm. up confidence in you. Uh, once you've succeeded, once you've gone over all the adversity. I think this is a kind of um, um, message full of hope for, for everybody. And that, that's valid for everybody. I think it makes you feel that you must believe in the impossible and to never give up. Move on in life. Just carry on. Go forward always. Never get stopped by difficulties or obstacles. That is so, so beautiful. I feel inspired just by talking to you. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and being able to talk to me and also enlightening me about conservation and how I can help fight the fight. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Johnny, and have a beautiful day. You too. Goodbye.